This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, footy heads and jumper washers, the tide has finally turned. The summer infernos that started in July are finally doused. Nature is back in its box. Once again, Australian football codes have weathered the storm and seen the nation through its darkest hour. Jesus, take me to the higher ground. Now, in a golden dawn, the 2020 football season brings new hope, new growth and new heroes to our drought-blighted, flood-drenched land. Yes, it's time to bump. It's time to thump. It's time to dump and celebrate on the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. Pull them up, pull them on, and pat down for bludging on the blind side with the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the leading light of long shots, H.G. Nelson. Let her rip, H.G. Yes, uh, TF Mudge, Cedric Sump AO, and that's the power and the passion of the Sumpster camped in the bludging on the blindside soundproof booth at ABC Grandstand HQ. And in a deal inked this week, the Cedric has signed the Blinkered Knights of Balaclava as the Blindside's major charity partner for season 2020. The Blinkered Knights do such great work across the nation with those who have put in on the track so as you can take out. You're a winner because they've done it once again for you. Today, no exception with the slipper about to erupt, the Blinkered Knights will be there. The Knights certainly are always there post-hooter with the bandages and the screens if required. Incidentally, it's the only registered charity with the welfare of the hoof, feathers and fur as its major focus. Torpid Aussies, welcome to bludging on the blindside brouhaha for footy season 2020. And a very warm welcome, bludging buffs, right-thinking patriots, God talks to me, pilgrims, TP hoarders looking for another role and football mad freaks. H.G. Nelson opening the blindside dig for another set of seven and what a week. <laughs> what an incredible week. Did you have a crack again? Did you get involved? It was another week of massive, massive collects. None bigger than in the Albury Cup, a fabulous day in border country when Spun Largo, the local hope, trained by R.T. Stubbs and ridden by Matty Kale, came home with a blistering finish and saluted in the Commercial Club Albury Cup. It was a tremendous run from Spun Logo. I don't think it had won in 14 years, but it really turned back the clock and gave everybody in the border area a thrill. They're great supporters of local horse racing and when the Largo came spinning down the outside there in the shadows of the post, it was cheers all round. Incidentally, the try, an old-fashioned exploder, 4, 5 and 16, they're the numbers, 4, 5 and 16. It paid over 11 grand on the New South Wales TAB. A wonderful exploding result in this year's Cup. But in very sad news this week, the Horn v Zoo bout, and I hope I'm not treading on Roy's toes here, the Horn v Zoo bout uh, from the new stadium, in Townsville, new stadium in Townsville has carked it, along with Eurovision 2020. Eurovision 2020 was a competition that gave hope to the hopeless. It didn't, mind, it didn't matter how shithouse you were at anything like standing about on a spot with a funny hairdo and a frock that's falling off. You are part of an international showbiz scene, an international showbiz scene that stretched from Vladivostok all the way to the Aleutian Islands. Didn't matter if you weren't part of Europe, you know, didn't matter at all whether you were just part of Asia or part of Australia. You could be counted in, in this magnificent competition. And, you know, once these things go... And I don't mean to cast a pall over proceeding so early. Once these things go, it's so hard to reinflate the balloon and get it above the guttering. And have we seen the best of Eurovision? I just leave that there for people to ponder on. Uh, but to have these two great events, the Horn v Zoo and Eurovision carcass in the same week, well, surely Minister of Health, Minister Hunt, has to step in at the highest level and made his feelings known, like he did with the AFL, where sanity prevailed and the teams ran out on Thursday night. Aussies! Fired up by the promise of Australia, it's tremendous to have you with us as we prod forward once again through the solidly backed up storage of the week's sporting action. Remember to step up and have a go to get a go. And self-isolating Australians, remember so long as you're being Australian, we'll get through this together. We mightn't have Eurovision, but we'll have each other. And we have Australians. 
obviously four metres apart. That's the correct distance. But we'll get through it together. Now, well, I'm super excited about this. It's an, well, an unprecedented level of excitement. That's right, my very good friends, unprecedented. But to get the blindside barge away from the wharf, let's t- talk to a man who was part of the gold medal IOC phone hookup midweek that featured the million-dollar quartet, John Coates, Lord Gosper and Big Dick Pound. This man is the so-called fourth prong of the Japanese Olympic Games. We're not sure whether they're going to go on. Some are saying yes, some are saying no. More of that on in a moment. But this man, with a golden touch at the top step of the podium, can still make the smallest room in the house come together when he digits the dual flush. The man is rampaging Roy Slavin. Roy, can we get the bludging on the blindside bunny in motion simply by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Do you? Yes, thank you very much, H.G. Nelson. And what a difficult week for believers. I mean, no matter how you look at it, no, no matter what sort of gloss you try to put on the week, it's been... A, it's been a difficult week, a difficult week being in Look, I was going to say being an Australian, but it's been a difficult week to be on the planet. That's how difficult it's been. Mercifully, Adam Scott, our champion golfer, has called for calm. He's called has for calm. He? he has. He has. He said, where's the effect? Look, I just think Australians should just be calm, but just got to be just calm. Okay. Was that in the context of golf or yeah, just, out just, of just out of the blue? I think, actually, yes. Just out calm. I think just we've got to be calm. Uh, which which are words that I took to heart, actually. I, I, I think that you, you were you know, agitated. I, this was like a balm to me because I was upset with you. Not with you. I was upset with the world mm. earlier in the week. Mm. I phoned you and said, "Look, I'm really upset." And then you said to me, "Did you hear what Adam Scott said?" Calm. I hadn't. But once I heard it, I settled right down. Now, Sydney Kings, well, they've been ripped off. Bugger all Bokert has lashed out at the Australian basketball, saying the players have been treated like pawns, not kings. Pawns. pawns. Yeah, pawns. I don't like that. I don't like that. And the Perth Wildcats, of course, they've just swanned in and... I know, taken it taken all. Taken it all. Taken it all yeah. without having to win it. I think that's Bogut's point. Not often I agree with Bogut. Stay calm. I'm trying to. Now, New South Wales win the Sheffield Shield. Now, that I like. Now, for the 47th time. And, you know, this old adage, HG, this old adage I've lived with all my life since Bobby Simpson came out with it all those years ago, when New South Wales cricket is strong, Australian cricket is strong. That's so true. And that is so true. Mm. Truer today than it was ever. Yeah. In Simo's time. In Simo's time, New South Wales Creek was strong, but Australian Creek wasn't necessarily all that strong, but now it is. Now, uh, Nathan Lyon, speaking of our lovable, likeable tweaker. Mm. Perhaps our finest. You know, a lot of people say Ashley Mallett was here, our finest off spinner. He was rubbish. Yeah. Nathan Lyon's much, much better. I mean, just look at the figures. Mm. (laughs) Look at the amount of wickets he's got. I mean, high risk per case. Read about it. Anyway, Nathan Lyon, uh, he claims presenting Travis Head with his green baggie is his proudest moment in cricket. Now, oh, isn't that I, an enormous thing to say for a young man who, you know, has taken Pfeiffer so often? You, you'd think that would be the jewel in the crowd, but no. Handing Travis Head What did you make green. of that? Did you think the bloke well, was I thought the bloke was, I thought it was a G-up at first. Yeah, so did I. I thought it was an absolute G-up. And then I, I had a close look at Nathan. He was in tears, just remembering tears. it. Tears. Tears. Does he know about Adam Scott's Something call about for a, uh, Oh, I don't know. I hope so. Mm. I hope so. I, th- I thought you were going to say, does he know something about Travis Head that we don't? <laughs> I'm sure he does because I know very little about Travis Head. No, Mr. Frank, Man. You know, if people, you know, pinned me down and said, tell 20... us all you know about Travis Head, that's it. I just have to say, officer, I've heard of him. Take heart. Trying, Adam. Now, the big show. The big show. The big show. He's announced his engagement. And could I just wish the happy couple all the best? Tricky time to get married at the moment. I know. Very tricky time. I hope they wait until the, the you know, the crisis has passed. It washes through, yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, but so. on the other hand, you know, I, I mean, I'm never sure the politics of these things because yes. I've never done it, but maybe it could be a blessed relief. Oh, true. It would be cheaper. Yeah. 
Just go to a, you know, a registry office. Is that what you mean? Yeah, or, you know, a just, modest, modest scale oh, down version okay. but with enough space for Yeah, people. yeah, yeah, yeah. All so, you need is two witnesses, I guess. Two witnesses and a yeah. bit of space for four metres That's apart. Right. That's right. That's all you need. Uh, now, you mentioned the uh, horn that's the fighting primary school teacher mm. uh, and the uh, son of mm. perhaps our greatest. Yeah, the Russian-born The Russian-born based, based world powerhouse. Champion. World champion. <laughs> Kostya Zoo. That's Tim Zoo. Now, I bought tickets to this on Monday. Monday. Because I thought, you beauty, I'm not going to miss this. I'm not going to miss what's being called the Townsville Brawl. The Rumble on the Reef. Yeah, I didn't hear that. No, that's how they built it. To me, Townsville Brawl, I thought it was. No, and I thought Rumble that sounds a little bit tepid. Yeah, it does. Rumble on the Reef, I, I know. like. I know. I know. Wow. Okay. Now, anyway, why? it's it's it, now. Is why has it been called off? Because of the virus? Is that it, or is it? I, I sense I that ask, there were other reasons. Yes. Now, could I ask? Could you do it without a crowd? Because it's a oh, television event. It's a television show. Yes, yeah, you can. But I understand the mixture of fluids and all that sort of stuff may not be oh. the right message to be sent. No, that's true. That's true. Yeah, Although, I, I, I don't know. I, do, I don't know why it's been called off, but I'm very disappointed. I was looking forward to it. Now, the New Zealand Warriors, HG, absolute heroes. They've decided to live in Australia to keep the competition going. Uh, and I think they're looking at somewhere around Casino or Tenterfield. We can talk about this a little bit later where where they should go, where yeah. they should call base, seeing they can't call Auckland base anymore. So will then, they become the, let's say, the Tenterfield Warriors? Yes. Oh, well. You know. Oh, well, I hadn't thought of that. Well, surely they should and that would be a great relocation yes, story. sure. Because the Tenterfield New people. New Guernseys. New Guernseys. A lot of product yeah. leading. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah right. tea towels, mugs, yep. all that sort of stuff as well. Yep. And that that would be a big fill-up. It would be. Cri- Crisis yes, time yes. for the people of Tenerfield. Indeed it would. Now, uh, US golfing cheat, cheat, and it's not often we use that term. I mean, we use grub a lot and that's fair enough. You know, when rugby league's being played, grubs come out. When the AFL's being played, grubs come out and about. You can't, that's just the way it is. That's life and I accept that. But cheats, especially golfing cheats, golfing cheats, now, this is Patrick Reed. He has form. He's been caught again improving his lie in a sand trap. Oh. He's done this before. Yes. Now, if you He's done this before. Me, yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. yeah. He was the... out here for the President's Cup and we booed him from start to finish and kept an eye on him because he was always looking to cheat. Always looking to cheat. I think the bloke has got to go. The integrity of golf is on the line here. Mm-hmm. The integrity of golf as we know it mm-hmm. is on the line. Mm-hmm. Here, HG Nell, on the line. <laughs> I'm trying, Adam, but the bloke has got to go. Make it out what you will. How to build a healthy community? <laughs> Form a club. <laughs> build a clubhouse. <laughs> Win matches. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. Yes, everything's f- filtered through the uh, rugby league competition and the uh, obviously the problems in playing it. And uh, this story that you broke just a few minutes ago concerning the Warriors yeah. deciding to stay in Australia yep. and the fact that they're going to base themselves at Tenterfield is a big story because mm. the, what would I call it, the sacrifice, the yes. sacrifice yeah. because both nations won't allow, this is New Zealand and Australia, yeah. won't allow travel between them no. anymore. No. You can't flit over to New Zealand to play a match of rugby league and then come back into Australia. You can't. You're gone. Yes. So the Warriors, because they're mainly New Zealand people, could go yeah. home, but they wouldn't be able to leave again. Exactly. So this sacrifice, and can I just say to you right off the bat, the context mm. is I'm starting to reassess Gallipoli now. Yes. Because yes. I've always thought that the Warriors... New Zealand's did... They did all. nothing. Yeah, yes. they did bugger yeah. all. Sure, yeah. they had Simpson and his donkey, sure. but that's not much of a contribution no. to that, no. you know, our effort there at Gallipoli. No. But no. now you're starting to see the sacrifice they're making for rugby league to keep the rugby league competition going yeah. in a time, in a time when it's already referred to Scott Morrison as a wartime PM. Is that right? I mean, that's what people are saying, yes. that he's b- battling on under insane, mm. you know, workload mm. to try and keep things afloat in this country, not only banks, obviously, sure. and Qantas, which obviously costs a lot of money to keep sure. them going, but also rugby league. Rugby league. Now, I, I see the Warriors as years. They've become our foreign legion, haven't they? Foreign legion? They're a foreign legion. You mean in the French style that yes. was marched around in the deserts yes. of Algeria that's and right. stuff like that? That's if right. If there are deserts yeah. in Algeria. Yep, yep. 
Yep. Wow, the Foreign Legion. Well, Foreign Legion, yeah. Speculation was rife on Thursday that, mm. uh, that the club's players were preparing to return across the Tasman and effectively end their participation in this year's competition mm. as the NRL tries to obviously stave off. Asked if some of the players wanted to go home. Uh, the boss of the Warriors, Cameron George, said, I felt there was some wavering, but they had a discussion. It's one in, all in this year. That's our motto. Isn't that a great motto? One well, in, all in. That's the Foreign Legion, isn't it? It shows me once again the resilient culture we've got amongst this club. That's the word, isn't it? Resilient, resilient. culture. That's isn't what got us through Gallipoli. It is. Uh, it is. You know, and and Tenerfield, actually, what an interesting choice. Should they decide it's going to be there and not Casino, because that's where really the miracle of Federation began. You remember Sir Henry Parks gave his famous Federation speech at Tenterfield. Right. Are you suggesting what I think you're suggesting that with this? Virus, yes. Australia moves closer to New Zealand yes. so much so that we take it over? Yeah. Well, remember, HG, in those days, back in the day, uh, New Zealand was going to be a state of Australia. That was, right. the, that, that was the whole idea. Would we maybe have two states, a North Island and a South Island? Yes, we Island? could do that. Because they're quite distinctly yes, different, they are. as you know. Yes, yes, they are. Now, I don't know whether this is the time to revisit that concept and I don't know how say, Prime Minister Ardern would... Uh, View. Or, or Foreign Minister Peters, more specifically... Yes, no, Winston would, Peters. Yes, would yeah. react to that sort of talk. And maybe it's not the time to bring it up, uh, to reach out across the Tasman and say, well, we're here, we're taken over. Uh, I, I, I don't know. But I found it interesting that they, the, the Warriors should use... Tenterfield. And remember, there's the Peter Allen connection there. I don't know if that's had anything to do with their thinking. The Tenterfield Sadler, uh-huh. you know, he was born there, Peter Allen. I, I don't know whether that was part of their thinking or not. I don't know. No. Can I ask, are you feeling, though, rather some of the towns you're associated with over the years, you know, yes. Lithgow, West Wyalong and so on, sure. young, are you yes. feeling as though they should have been at least able to be part of this conversation in the sense of, Young could offer the Warriors a terrific home base. Yes. Obviously, there's football fields there they could train on. I've yes. seen some pictures that you've shown me of the sporting facilities sure. there. Second yeah. to none. That's true. Second to none. And, of course, the Bridge of McKenzie handout. There's true. new toilet blocks terrific going in. shooting facilities there now, even though nobody shoots. They've got the facilities there, thanks to the... Recent largesse of, of, yes. of the federal government. Now, yeah. coming back to that, yeah. why not somehow Cameron George, the boss... Yeah. He takes bids from various competing towns oh, yes. and, say, you know, demonstrates showing what you've got, sure. showing what you're prepared, billeting. Yes. Obviously, we have 20 families that are prepared to billet a warrior. Yeah. Imagine living with a rugby league player. There's a television show, The Warriors at Your Place. Well, isn't that a, a lovely idea? Wouldn't it be lovely having, say, uh, I don't know, Adam Blair? Adam Blair staying with you. How long would it be? A few months? Oh, it'd be a few. Well, I understand. A bit more, actually. Well, if, let's say, they got lucky and got yes. all the way through to the end. Sure. And the whole thing goes ahead. Yes. I mean, you're looking at till the long weekend in October. Wow, okay. So, well, that'd be fantastic. Look, I can't imagine there'd be a town in either New South Wales or Queensland who wouldn't be prepared to put their hand up and say, well, we want the Warriors here. Now, were there any bids taken? I mean, Tenterfield just swanned in and took it, did they? That's what worries me. That's what worries me, you know. Tenterfield, it's got Tenterfield sort of got tickets on itself. It's saying, well, we've got the Warriors now. Now. Well, hang on, did the Warriors have any say in this? What tic-tacking took place between Tenterfield and 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 the Warriors? Cameron George. Yes. Can I come to a story you broke last week too? Yes. This is uh, Matt... And Gary in the car, yes. driving along the Princess Highway, picking up Manu in Bensdale, That's right. and then coming up round through Malacuta and then up the uh, east coast there, yes, yeah. putting in the odd bob or two into a pie, yes. into a bakery or into a petrol station, yeah. just to put something back yeah. into those fire-ravaged communities. Mm-hmm. Now, imagine this. The Warriors are based in Bega. Wow. Do you understand what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I do. Because no I one's do. brought more hope to that area than the rugby league sure. community. Now, but, rugby there were, league... but there were fires around Tenterfield, weren't there? Well, there were. There was... Yeah, uh, I'm you gilding... know, I think they've got just as... I'm gilding the know, case for yeah, Bega. I know, I know that. I know that. But, I've at, got least, brief with but at least these things have got to be aired. Yeah, thanks. And what about the Queensland towns? What about Caboolture? Caboolture. Mm, Has anybody mentioned, you know... Caboolture, hey, we're here. Yeah. We'd like to have the Warriors here. We want to have Roger Tiovastraschek staying with us. You know, we're quite happy to billet him. We'd love to have him. We'd love to have 
Oh, Isaiah, Papali. Oh, Papali. I'd love to. Wouldn't that be great? What a talking point. Get your mm. mates around. You know, mm. guess who's staying here tonight? Who? Isaiah Papali. Get, get out of here. Bullshit. Yeah, that's not right. Yeah, yeah he is. Yeah, he's, he's here. Yeah, he's slipping on the floor. <laughs> Toilet right. paper and Papali. Yes. I mean, there's your picture. There it is. I know. Australians are considered the fairest, most honest, decent people on earth. Why? Because they embrace the ethos of the Australian Football League. Celebrated each week here on The Bludge. Now, Cameron George said the NRL understand the importance of us being there. Now, there's a Gallipoli story in a nutshell. Yes. The AIF understood that they couldn't do it all on their own, Mm -hmm. so they asked New Zealand to come along. Yes. At least that's how I understand it. Yes. You know, so they got there and thought, oh, we're a few troops shy here. Mm. Let's see if the Kiwis can turn up. If we walked away from what's before us, I think that might have started the breakdown of the competition and caused them dramas. Yeah. See what I mean? Yeah. That's thinking not of... Not themselves. The sacrifices they're making, but the the competition as a whole. That's right. Hopefully they view us now as someone... Uh, has that who has played their part in trying to keep this game together in very very difficult circumstances. Yeah, it's yeah. a beautiful story. It right? is a beautiful story. But I take it? your point entirely. Yeah. Why couldn't Kabucha be part of this story? Yeah. And when it comes to you know seven or nine looking for have to be nine I suppose because of legal reasons nine looking for content, mm. the worry is in Kabucha. Yes. Do you yes. know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or in Tenerfield. I, I mean, I, I don't mind if, if, if they've got it in their hearts, they want to be in Tenerfield. That's fine by me. But I think you're right. That would be a terrific show and very easy to get together. You just need a, you know, a host, I guess, to introduce it. You know, we're going to cross to, you know, Isaiah Papali. Yeah. What are you up to at the moment? Oh, I'm just, you know. Just here, yeah. sitting here in the lounge room playing Scrabble. Oh, you're playing Scrabble, are you? Have you got any score? No. <laughs> <laughs> I just found cat, though. Yeah, I just got, uh, I just got bus. bus. Did you? I say, well done. <laughs> now, how about this? What? That's the that's the upside. Yeah. The downside is Ricky Stewart has used his first meeting with ARL Commission Chairman uh, Peter Volandis right. to express concerns that Canberra are being treated as the poor cousins of the NRL competition. Is that right? Imagine this sticky. Yep. The game's greatest thinker. Yep. Carla Smearson. Yep. Having to go cap in hand yep. to the boss. Now, Volandis, this is, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Volandis was in Canberra for the annual Black Opal Stakes recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a racing luncheon but made special requests to meet both Raiders coach, he made special, this is Volandis, made special requests to meet both Raiders coach yeah. and club chief executive Donnie Ferner during his visit to the National Capital. Mm-hmm. While Volandis approached the coffee date, mm-hmm. coffee date, with the intention of picking Stewart's brain on rugby league world, the coach was more interested in using the 30-minute meeting to let the ARLC chairperson know exactly where he stands. There's a huge perception that we're the poor cousins. We don't feel that we get the opportunities that other clubs do in the number of areas of the game, Stewart said. This is something that's been a perception that's been there for a long time and I think it's very unfair. How, how does this uh, express it, uh, manifest itself? Yes. Okay, Stuart and Volandis also discussed the controversial six-again call made in last year's grand final. Oh, yeah, they were ripped off totally there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> coach uh, is eager to see the referees return to GIO State as soon as possible. I wonder if they had to go past it. Now, Stuart argued that the Raiders have received, haven't received as much attention as the likes of Sydney Roosters and Melbourne and is sometimes, quote, forgotten despite uh, housing of first-class players and staff. He wants to make sure that the Canberra is recognised as one uh, for its contribution to rugby league. Yes. I was really appreciative of meeting. He's very inspiring. This is Volandis. He's mm. very inspiring and I love his passion. Mm. Now, <clears throat> I don't know, is that your perception that the Canberra is the lost cause of rugby league or the, the yeah. country cousin? I don't well, think well, that's I suppose the, the, the way you'd measure this, HG, is, is how often do they get, say, the Friday night match? Yeah. Well, I, never. Never. I understand. Because people hate them. People don't like watching them. Do they? Yeah, can I ask? That's, that's the problem. Is that be- the problem with the product? Now, if it's the green, have they got to change the green? Is it a, oh, I hadn't thought an of that. offensive green? I mean, do, do we not accept the Raiders clap? Uh, well. Is there nothing particular? I mean, Raiders, Vikings, I mean, do we like them? Yeah. You know, what's our attitude towards Vikings? They were, you know, rape and pillage merchants, weren't they? There was nothing much likeable about them. Sure, their silver work is, is very, very <laughs> nice and they... 
you know, would, would terrific boats they made. Boats were terrific. Yeah. Wonderful boats. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not I, I offer no criticism of their of their boat, boat work building. at all. Now, but Raiders. Can I ask? Have you seen that Viking show on SBS? Yes, I that saw goes a bit on and on and on. Yes. They must have made twenty series of that. Yes, and they still haven't got anywhere. Yeah, they're still bashing up the same people. But can I come back to a thing yeah, that they, you they, raised? That's a, yes, they do. They, they sort of arrive in England, don't they? And and go to uh, missionaries oh, no. and churches and torch them and kill everyone and then get back on the boat and head off again. No wonder they're not liked. <laughs> now, can I come to the fact that uh, the Raiders? Is it a purely a mathematic problem right. that the Razors, let's say, pull 250,000 to a television thing where if you show St George, never mind how badly they're going playing oh. Penrith, you get 500,000 watching? Well, you, we'd have to speak to uh, nine. Channel 9 to uh, Skid Marks, wouldn't we? You would. You yeah, to find uh, out your to ratings. To find out the ratings and, and whether the uh, ratings go down once the Raiders do... Bob up on the Friday night. I don't now, know. What about Sunday afternoon? Do they ever get a show in there? No, I don't think so. Don't think so. Can I say I'm not a big fan of the Viking Club? No. I, no, I, I the got Viking Club, no, it doesn't do anything for me. It just reminds me of what it must have felt like for those, uh, you know, people, people of faith and people of the cloth years ago when they were conducting their church services amongst their congregation and they heard the Viking Clap coming in the distance <laughs> on the boat. You'd think, ooh. Time to go. Time to go. Bludging on the Blind Side is a proud supporter of the interfaith, club-neutral, ecumenical church service for players, officials, fans and families held weekly at 6am at Lotto Land. No need to book, just turn up. <coughs> Oliver's been in touch. Oliver's in Lismore. He says, sorry to break it to you, but a couple of months ago, Tenterfield was announced as a kind of sister city for the New Zealand Warriors. Oh, right. I didn't know I this. I didn't know that. Why wasn't that front page news? Because yeah. that is a very good news story. It's a big story, story isn't it? Uh, now, to support Tenterfield by visiting throughout the year, hence the obligation perhaps to relocate there. Right. This is Oliver's theory that there is this... Uh, link already. Link, this bridge. Spiritual bridge, bridge between... Spiritual bridge. Well, I wonder if uh, Tenerfield made... and uh, Auckland are sister cities or sister towns. That could know. be the case. You love a sister city I arrangement. Do. I do. Especially when it involves sport. You know, I just yeah. thought you made that up. No. No. No, 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 no. Now, we come back to oh, this. Peter in the gong, actually. Yes. That would be Wollongong, I expect. He says uh, the narrow warriors. Gee, I haven't thought about the narrow warriors in a long time. I wonder if they've got the clap. I just hope it... I hope not. <laughs> now, Naria wouldn't have the Naira Warriors bit the dust not so long ago. Ooh, maybe they did have the... Cl anyway, Naira Warriors products such as Tony Branson. Gee, I hadn't thought of Tony Branson in a long time. Now they're in tandem with the Bombardieri Swamp Rats. The Bombardieri Swamp Rats? I like the sound of the no, Swamp no, Rats. Yeah. They sound a bit tutie. Um, I'm seeing nice tats, I think. Now, bring the Kiwis to Naira. Also, Simpson and his donkey. Simpson was from Bulleye or Thoreau, he argues. Hey, well, there's plenty of chat there. Plenty of chat. Now, hang on. The We're now relocating the, the Kiwi, Warriors. The, the Warriors to Nowra. Well, that's right. be terrific. Uh, yeah. I just hope there's a sister city relationship with, you know, some yeah. town in New Zealand and the Nowra area. There yeah. may not be, but we could get that together. Yeah. Now, as you know, we're very keen on this um, redeploying rugby league resources to help out people in trouble and especially the forgotten people now are the people affected by the fires. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, yeah. They, they just seem to have dropped right off the twig and the flame, the flickering flame, no pun intended, mm. of their, their need is writ large here on the bludging on the blind side. Now. Yes. We come to a couple of issues sparked by Manu, Matt and Gary's trip up there. Mm. What are the Hogs for the Homeless doing? I just want to set this out there. As you recall in the past, the Hogs for the Homeless were rugby league players who had bugger all to do, rode around on uh, Harley-Davidson motorcycles, blown into town looking for things to fix. Gotcha. And one of the things they fixed in a trip, I think, two years ago yeah. was re-turfing the Wellington Oval. They I did. don't know how that's gone in the drought, mm, whether they had know. enough water. I think yeah. the rivers out that way dried up. I haven't been out that way to look recently. Yeah. But this was a terrific idea. Now, yeah. the... Uh, Recent 
fire-ravaged area of Bega has been host to, I think, the Penrith and the Eels. Mm. And uh, Dave Allen, who owns the local hotel, Cabago Hotel, and his brother have started uh, taking people out to sea on, you know, the devastation and what he calls a tour. We take people out to Wandella and Yowri and uh, show people where the people have uh, met terrible ends and etc. But anyway, the, the uh, rugby league teams have been in town. They took Andrew Voss out there on the tour on uh, one night recently and he was in tears. He couldn't believe it. When you go out there and see what's actually happened, you can't describe it in words. Danny Barreras, I think, was uh, riding shotgun in the car. So it's like a nuclear bomb has dropped on the place. Nuclear zone, it's just black and there's nothing there. There's nothing, you know, no animals, no birds, no, just sticks. Without being hyperbolic, you can't, until you see it, you just can't describe it. Anyway, the Eels and the Panthers were down there. I think we may have mentioned this in uh, earlier comments. And the Eels uh, players were out helping with fencing. Good. On Thursday, they didn't appear to have any problems picking up the trade. Good. Probably Scotty Cam was there with a few instructional videos about where the uprights went and whether you're using star stakes and what sort of barbed wire you're using to screen sure. up and, you know, and all sure. that sort of stuff. The skills. Yeah, Corner yeah, yeah, posts yeah, yeah. and that thing that you'd use to tighten the tension. Oh, yes, Not yes, over yes, tension. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then both teams have been eating. Were these the... electrified fences they were putting in HG? Or, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so, no. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. These, both teams have been eating at the local cafes and pubs trying to pump as much money back into the economy and going to the petrol station where Manu bought the petrol. And the yeah. pie. And the pie. <laughs> yeah. The NRL estimates just shy of $5 million have been injected the economy. Good. That's incredible that for is, rugby league. That is $5 wonderful, million. Dollars. Wonderful. These guys can't replace, obviously. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. And that wouldn't take into account the work they've done. No, which is probably up in the area of millions. It would be. Millions, that fencing. Yeah, that I mean, fencing, Replacing yeah, fencing yeah, is yeah, not yeah, yeah, cheap. Right. Were they, was it... Uh, Timber fencing they were doing, HG, or, or were they star spikes that? Uh, well, I as think you'll I, I look. I can't help you there. Like fences around houses, maybe timber. You know, yes, uh, paling and uh, oh, you know, lap and cap. It wasn't yes. lap and cap fencing. No, I no, don't no. think so. Yeah, no, that's, this was to keep uh, cows in cows, place. cattle yeah, in. Sheep. Yep, yeah, yep, that's yep, right. Okay. Yeah, so yep. well, you know, the the guys can't replace lives, obviously, but what they've done down here, come down here, lifted the spirits, good, and given the people a sense that there are people behind them. And they're thinking of them in the best way they can, said the bloke who owned the Cabago Hotel. Right. That's really important that people know they're not alone. The footy clubs have been fantastic. Isn't that the, tremendous? The biggest... And uh, what, it was the Eels and who else? Penrith. Is Penrith. Isn't the, that fantastic? All grades, HG? All grades. All grades. Marvellous. Yeah. Now, that's one thing that's interesting is there's Marvelous. no reserve grade and there's no flag and all that. No. That's been stopped. Yeah. Because the difficulty is, is obviously the we live in difficult times. Difficult times, but yes. But it's going to make it hard for players coming in, especially, say, six weeks into a competition with no match practice at all. Yeah. Same in the AFL, no fitness, match fitness. Sure. You're going to step up into the yep. gap. Anyway, yep. the local yep. mayor, Christy McBain, couldn't be more thankful. We, we've had NRL players on people's farms who have been completely burnt out just giving a hand with the fencing. They're talking about tens of thousands of kilometres of fencing. Tens of thousands of kilometres of fencing. Good grief. <laughs> Being lost in bigger alone. Great to get these people into an area like that and they stick out like sore thumbs around here and that's what we need. We need to see that people are coming together and they care and they're still commu- coming into our communities like Manu and Gary and Matt and they're doing so because they want to help. Mm. Thank you doesn't do justice for what they're doing for the community and our mindset. Yep. Isn't that great? It is a wonderful story. Now, was that front page anywhere? It was in the bigger, uh, in the bigger yeah, papers. Yeah, but not in your big papers. No, like your, you know, your Murdoch your Channel Nine and papers. Your Channel Nine papers. They ignored no. it, didn't they? No. Now, now Barry from Burwood, she is suggesting the Augustella meat ants are back in the Western Queensland competition, and the Warriors would well be based in uh, Augustella. Wow. They, they, you know, they, they, they'd be, they do well to be based there. He's, he's suggesting it'd be a terrific. Uh, Can I ask transport out of there to get to a game? I can't help you there, Melbourne. Or, I, don't, you know, I don't know. You know, they, do you think that in the end, in the end, the NRL will have its own airline? Hmm. I noticed the, for instance, the jockeys I think who rode in Melbourne last night yes. have got their own plane to fly up to Sydney to be in the slipper today. Oh, okay. And okay. obviously be removed from the general hurly burly. Yes, well, you'd have to, have to imagine that planes are going to be pretty cheap soon, wouldn't you? You would. Well, maybe sh- it's the could time they for rugby league to. I mean, could the look ABC at the future and think, you know, plane fly rugby league, fly rugby league. 
pay, you know, fly now, pay later sort, sort of system. Sort of thing, I suppose, yeah. Fly rugby league. Yeah. And let's yeah. not forget when the end of the season trip's coming. First grade class, reserve grade class. <laughs> ball know, and flag Ball class. and flag class. It's a captain's call, thanks, ref. Blokes, let's have a bludge on the blind side with Roy and HG. Now, just wrapping up this incredible work that the uh, rugby league's doing and, you know, you can see why, you know, that reassessing this... Uh, Gallipoli story in the light of rugby league. Yeah. And let's not face it, let's not forget that rugby league began in 1908. Yes. You're talking Gallipoli, what, you know, say eight years later? No, yes. that's past it, obviously. You know, yeah. maybe just six years later. Six years later. Gee, I hadn't thought of that. So it you've was got, close, wasn't it? I mean, and then, as people point out, rugby league, no stranger to, you know, epidemics and pandemics. No, well, the Spanish flu. And, exactly. I mean, that's rugby right. league survived the Spanish flu, didn't it? Mm, it did. It, it did. did. Now, get this. Remember last week we broke a story about how Brad Fittler was trying to encourage, you know, players to sleep. Uh, you know, he felt that that was the missing ingredient. He'd done the diet. He'd done yes, the, the you know, earthing, that, walking yeah, around, yeah. sitting in pyramids and all that sort of stuff yep. to stay sharp. Yep. Now, sleep was the missing ingredient. Mm -hmm. Now, get this. State of origin coach Brad Fittler wants to take the champion blue side to bigger con to continue the NRL open brackets hogs for the homeless bushfire relief work. What a terrific idea. Is this the, right? So they've had uh, Pete Manu and Gary Gary blow through. <laughs> and, uh, the Eels and the Penrith Panthers they've blow through. They've had the Eels and, with the fencing business. And now maybe a state of origin. Is that what you're suggesting? And that's what I'm suggesting, state of origin in, in Bega. Now, can I come to just a yeah. sidebar note? Yeah. The Penrith Panther. You know the elusive oh, the famed panther, yeah, yeah was, blurry was photographs. Was the Lithgow panther for some time. <laughs> Walked to Penrith. Walked to Penrith, yeah, became the Penrith panther, that one, yeah. I'm worried a bigger panther. Wouldn't that be a great find? The bigger panther. I mean, people are looking at Survived areas, the fires. Survived the fires, outran the fires, and is still lurking, looking Whoa. for something to take a nip. Anyway, that's okay. just a sidebar issue. Oh, okay. Now. <clears throat> There's been no sighting, though. You're not suggesting anyone sighted. I've seen a couple of blurry photographs. Oh, okay. I wouldn't go, wouldn't go <laughs> no, as far no. as sighting. There's no, but in the bigger area. <laughs> bigger area, yeah. Well, I know recently people... you saw photos of the of the formerly <laughs> Lithgow. Penrith, formerly Lithgow Panther, is now in residing in Bega. Uh, Happily. Yeah, well, you know. Loves a fire. Loves a fire. Now, okay. the, uh, this is a beautiful story because the um, local member, Andrew Constance spoke passionately about the impact of recent impact of Penrith, Parramatta, etc. We've spoken about that. Yes. Now, then get this. I was talking to Brad Fittler just before and he was trying to figure out how he could bring the State of Origin team to do some training session here. Constance said, he's, I think he's the Minister of Transport in the State Government, New South Wales State Government. Yep. You can imagine what that would do for the local community. We're in it for the Longhorn and Rugby League is owned by the people in these communities, it's right. their game and this is their opportunity, meaning the league's opportunity to give back. That's a big call, mm. owned by the community. Oh, okay. I think Nine will be interested in that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Constance revealed Fittler's plan to bring the Blues, spoke passionately about the impact. We've gone from the darkest days to the best of days and it's because the NRL, you know, bought the eels and the, like cheering up. Yeah, I know. There's some parent, parent down here. Yeah. Our hotels have got people in them, Manu and Pete. Sorry, not Manu and Pete. Manu, Gary and Matt came. They bought a pie and the petrol station got a tank full taken away. Thousands of people have come from Sydney and people who wanted a big cheerio to Western Sydney to send you great teams here. We couldn't have a better outcome. The people's spirits are lifted. Our kids are lifted. Our footy players are lifted and that's because we've all come together. You know, we were there in spirit. Yes. You and I, we yeah. didn't know it was on. We didn't know it was on. And still we were there in spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, we're unified in recovery and the NRL is at the heart of it. You know, young minds are like sponges, according to Constance. I didn't realise that. Okay. They're like sponges. Yeah. And they'll remember those footy players. They'll come and remember the great players coming to our schools. Oh, Lord, I hope they're ticketed. Yeah. To work with kids, these yeah. players. I mean, it's a big... I know. It can know, get out of hand, as we can. know. But <laughs> elsewhere, they're embracing them, giving them a hug. Oh, I don't like that idea. Kicking a football, they'll remember that, 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 that and it'll change the thinking of these young minds. Yes. Yes, that's how you get them into rugby league. I mean, get them early. Get them early. You know, there's certainly fears that, you know, 
they've lifted the spirits and people have a grin. Yes. When we went through the fire, so many people felt alone, the community coming together, strength, resilience, state of origin, the neighbours bring each other, rugby league, community together, the NRL through its initiative and getting teams yes. here. Moments like this can change a lifetime. So we're very sensitive about this is more than football. This is who we are. This is who we are. Oh, I'm liking this. The trial has injected 4.7 million. These numbers are incredible. I thought it was 5 million before. <laughs> it's been remarkable. Uh, the NRL Chief Executive, Toddy Greenboot, soon to lose his job, said, the rugby league community and our partners have come together to create something really special in the Sapphire Coast. It's open for business. Right. Visitors have opened their hearts, their wallets, and get this region back on their feet. Well, that is a marvellous story. Now, where, what, where would the State of Origin match occur? Well, where, where would it be played? Do they have the facilities? Because there won't be a crowd there. Well, th- see, that's you'd, what you'd I mean. It's that's going to have to be played. That's what I mean, without a crowd. Without a crowd. You can't buy a ticket for it, so it could be played anywhere. Yeah. You know, often they take the matches to Mudgee. I think Mudgee's had too much rugby league, if anything. Yeah. So they're yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, thinking yeah. that maybe we'd take it somewhere else and bigger sport and rec ground, I yes. think they've got one of those, yep. would be an ideal location. Yep. Great television. Great well, television. It, again, it opens up the possibility of towns bidding for it, doesn't it? It does. I mean, if you don't need a crowd, you don't, all you need is a couple of lights and the cameras and, you know, Sticks. Rabs to turn up with Gus and, you know, Joey, whoever's going to be. Do the side Yeah, light. all of that. Mm. You just. And remember, so of course. So maybe Tenerfield. Could, could put its hand up, up and say, well, we've got the say, Warriors. Well, we've got the Warriors What here. a great double. It's going really great. Yeah. You know, the Warriors, everyone loves the Warriors here now. In fact, we love our rugby league. Uh, never that is. Give us state of origin. Now, I would say that that is exactly the thinking the rugby league needs to get beyond the problems of, you know, head office and yes. no crowds. You need to get on the front foot. Yes. You know, I was saying earlier that this cries out for a bit of left field thinking. It does. My feeling is that. Clubs need to imagine they have to value add. I was suggesting club captains, and I made this suggestion to you many, many years ago, that club captains come out and sing the national anthem before a kickoff. And then at half time, something's so, so worked. So it up. makes it a real show. A real show. A real show. Sure, there's no crowd, but boy, are you going to get some entertainment? Imagine that. Imagine that. The yes. Captain of the say who dogs. Yeah, or they, they nominate someone with their best voice. Perfect. Perfect. And you know, then, he's a great singer is, you know, whoever. Mm, Jason Papali. Jason Papali. Say from the, uh, you know, the Warriors. And then the next thing is a little bit of halftime entertainment. Yes. Today, mm. Jason Papali will open the, say, the Tom Jones songbook or the yes. Daryl Braithwaite yes. songbook. Or we'll Please. show you how to cook scones. Wow. Show you how to cook scones. Yes. How do you get them the so Papali fluffy? Papali method. How do you get them to rise so much? Well... <laughs> it's the flour you use. Are you using baker's flour? Almost. You know what I mean? Could go anywhere. If you are an Australian confused by the terms multi, pick the score, first try scorer or pick the margins, Bludging on the Blind Side provides a free helpline service. Dial 1-800-BACKDOOR-BENNY and make an appointment for the whole family. Now... Just before we come to more general issues, I am mindful of the fact that People in the administration rugby league are under the gun as well. It's all very well to talk about the players and the problems and scoring and, you know, trying to play in front of nobody and all that sort of stuff, keeping your distance on the sidelines. And that's an issue. They nicely keep their distance on the sidelines and Mm. stupidly in interviews, but then they go and bump into each other for 80 minutes. Yes, yeah. Now, uh, Peter Volandis, Mm. I'm doing everything in my power, no matter how many hours it takes, to ensure that Rugby League family is well and will stay well into the future. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he, look, immediately I thought, oh, hello, he's trained as a doctor in the last three days. But no, he's got no doctoring skills no, at all. No, it's just a gut feeling, isn't it? <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's yep. what he's doing. A hunch. Now, mm. for the moment, uh, the show goes on. Volandi's the chair of the ARL Commission. Estimates he's been getting three or four hours sleep each night mm. as the game struggles to stay afloat amid the pan. This is not good, is no, it? No, it's not good. Is that normal for him to get three? Is that is he saying that's a good thing? I've been getting a lot of sleep, three or four hours. I, think so, he's I don't in, know how to no, interpret that. No, I think he's implying he usually gets more sleep oh, than okay. three or four hours. I have no idea no, about I, I the circadian rhythms of P. Vlanders. No idea. The rugby league is one of the few sports in the world still resisting the urge to shut it down and the game's financial future depends on it, although this hasn't stopped critics. Uh, nothing will stop critics. No. I mean, this is the Murdoch press. V- Volandis and the NRL, importantly, have the support of the players, coaches. The Warriors yesterday agreed, as we be- mentioned before, to stay here. Mal Meninga, 
chair of the recently formed Coaches Association. Oh, now, there's gee. something that's a response to COVID-19. Yeah. The Coaches Association. Coaches Association. I've no never idea. heard of that before. That's a good idea. Uh, we're in, th- in sync with authorities. We want the game to survive because that is what brings our livelihood. The coaches are very supportive. They want to keep playing. They understand the importance and the, they're really happy with the leadership statement. Fantastic. Yes. So it is in a difficult position. And, of course, you forget Peter Volandi's other hat, which is to be the boss racing. of racing. Yes. He's racing. got a big day today. Huge With day. the sleeper, yep. et cetera, uh, Rose Hill. Yep, yep, yep. It's the richest uh, two-year-old race in the world. People forget that. Yes. Now, I, I assume the social distancing applies to racing HG? Well, there's nobody that? going. There's nobody going. Oh, good. Nobody Phew. going. And then at the last yep. moment, I did see a, a, an idea that yes. the owners, I don't think this is approved, that the owners could come on track and see their horses go round. Obviously, there'd be yes. one happy one and everybody else feeling a bit glum. But has there got to be, a, say, a two-metre oh, gap be. between the horses? Well, you know, you don't want horses bunching up. You don't want jockeys' legs oh. brushing against each other or anything like that or spitting that. on each other or shouting at each other and projectile spit, you know what I mean? Whoa. You know what happens when, when jockeys gob off when they're uh, close to one another? That's they can't they, help it. They don't, that's why they don't mic races. Yeah, exactly. Now, I they, don't know. I can't answer that and you raise a very good question. Hmm. I want to be sure that horses and people are imply and a distance apart. Yeah. Can I come to an issue that you've just neatly raised there with the gobbing off? Mm-hmm. Uh, it does appear that some rugby league players use the dirty words, use the blue language. Yes. Now, this has uh, only occurred to me recently in the terms under which we're broadcasting rugby league at the moment. Yes. So we have a lot of space around, you know, players mm-hmm. and the mics pick up all the action, you know, verbally and otherwise. They do the bumps, the dumps and so on. Now, I think we're going to have to grade matches so as they – we get an idea of what to expect. People say that when Cronulla plays Melbourne, when the Storm plays the Sharks, it's always a very blue affair and I'm talking about the language here. Yeah, you get feuds, HG. There there were feuding teams like like last night, Souths and the Broncos. Yeah, feuding teams. Real feuding teams, feuding coaches. There was a lot of gobbing off. Now, Now, I think – what, say, Channel 9 can do in this in-stage G is have a completely open examination of the game with all its oral effects on, say, Gem ah. and on 9-1, on the other one, yes. you, you have it bleeped, bleeped out and tidied up by, by producers. Yeah, Right. Because yeah. there will be some people who like a little blue Oh, and you know they're of obviously you can't get anything in the theatre these days. It's very no. tame affairs when you see. You well, know, you can, there's no, nothing on the theatre. Nothing either. on. Theatres are closed, yeah, that's right. Where are people going to go to hear a good bit of blue language mm. apart from rugby league? They go to the rugby league, I know. but I they're know. not allowed, so they can watch it on the blue channel. Do you think we should colour code rugby league matches to, let's say, Penrith, no and quiet team, yes. are playing, say, Townsville yes. uh, or Titans, no other quiet teams, that so that could be, say, code yeah. pink? Well, family viewing. Family viewing. General. Yes. You know, yeah. no, PGA, that PGA. sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's excellent. Parental excellent. guidance required Quiet. when Wind. Souths are playing Broncos. Broncos. Cronulla are playing yeah. Melbourne Or any Storm. game that the, that the Raiders are involved in. <clears throat> you know all that Viking nonsense they go on with. <laughs> now, coming and those to Norse words. Ah, oh, the Norse words. The yeah, Norse I know they're so words. blue. Yes, they're always you know they're always four-letter words. Mm. Blue. Now, accompanied by a clap. I don't want to give television companies more ideas for television no. shows, but these are a few I've been thinking on recently. Apart from what we've discussed about rating the players, rating the matches. Yeah. Uh, the dreams of rugby league players, I think, is a great idea mm. uh, because you'd get people obviously revealing dreams, yeah. uh, you know, some of the, you know, depending on what happened during the week, you yes. know, they might be tense and so yeah. it comes out in the dreams and so on. That's really great. Yeah. Married to a, a, a rugby player, married at first sight to a rugby league player is great <laughs> and we need to develop a panel of, you know, say, who can commentate. Yeah. And I was suggesting just as a starting point, Sophie Monk, yeah. who knows and could be the chair person of the panel. Yep. Matty Johns, who knows league. Yep. And then I was just wondering if one of the real housewives of Melbourne could be a oh, yeah. on the show. That's a great show. Great show. 
And so they would be the panel for, yeah. uh, you know, married at first sight to a rugby league player. Sure. And we might come to nominate some players soon. But They'd the be of, their psychological experts. Correct. That Suggest. monitor the experiment. Monitor the experiment. That's the word I'm looking for. Well yes. done. And comment on the experiment. Yes. And, and experts, where things are going wrong. Yeah. And remember experts, of course, you know, you'd... These days, uh, experts are only taken when you agree with their opinion. That's right. Now, then supermarket suite. Mm-hmm. Now, this is an oldie and I still am a bit uncertain. Is there a quiz component to supermarket suite? I don't and think there, so. Um, it was to do with knowing how much things cost in a supermarket? No, that that's The Price is Right. <laughs> the Price is Right, you had to guess the cost of products and rate them yeah. in terms of, you know. The most the, valuable. The, the, the toothpaste is... $2. $2. That may be wrong. Yeah, well, whatever. Yeah. And the packet of biscuits is $2.70, so you put it above it. Right. Right. So if you get it all right. You win. You win, right. And often people, you know, people like us would make errors because we don't know the exact price of you know, Anything. your diegesics or whatever. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> whereas supermarket sweep, I think you had to fill your trolley, you had five minutes to fill your trolley with as much as you could put in and then it's all tallied up at the end and whoever has the most valuable trolley wins. Right. That's a very simple game. Yeah. But if you drop anything, then you're you're fined. Oh, okay. You you, you, you find the, the, the value of that item that's been dropped and you're only allowed five of anything. Was this interesting? No. And what did our mate Terps do on? He did both of them. <laughs> he was the host. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Price Super is Right. Market Sweep. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And today, and we've, today got... we've got the family from, yeah. you know, Kabulcha. From Tenerfield. Yeah. Up yep. against the Kabulcha That's yeah, right. the killers. Yeah. Now, can I <clears throat> suggest a variation on this? Yeah. That this is an age based competition. Oh, yeah. And we age base it for, under, in decades. So 10s, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. Yeah. And it's regional. Yep. So today, the price is right. Comes to you from Millenni, the IGA in Millenni, should there be one. Oh, or yeah. the IGA in Port Douglas. Yeah. And so the cameras go up there and there's a lot of locals battling away, you know, yeah. and the team, let's say, from, I don't know, Port Douglas, yeah. the bowling club at Port Douglas. Port Douglas wins. against the IGA in Cairns. Perfect. Very close. So you've got regional yep. Yep. battles. Yep. You've got state-based battles. Yep. You've got national battles. Yes. And you've got this great... What would I call it? This great link, yes, at last between supermarket sensibilities yeah. and the nation at large. Because I didn't realise what was going on in supermarkets, mm. and it was only when I was talking to Manu, yep. who said the only thing left in the supermarkets I go to is my sauce, Manu's sauce. Firstly, I had no idea he had one out, mm. and then of course people think it's rubbish, so they leave it behind and get everything else out of the supermarket. I didn't know Manu had a sauce out. Exactly. See what what do you add it to? Is, is it the sort of sauce you put on a sausage, or is it a? a a, a oh. sauce that you use in a, I don't know, a casserole or I don't know. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't know. I, I've got no idea. Is because... it a curry sort of thing? Oh, is it curry. A, I, I bet know. you there's three or four of them. I'd be French if it's Manu, so I'd say it's... He loves know, sauce. It'd be a butter base, wouldn't it? Yeah, and you he might... butter. <laughs> and they're just... <laughs> wow, it's a powerful sauce. <laughs> Aussies, there are so many great sibling league heroes... They are never far from our thoughts. Brad and Craig Izzard, Appazine in Nosy Toga, Steve and Peter Mortimer, Brett and Darren Plowman. All remembered with respect here on Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, Roy, uh, look, uh, a lot of phone hookups this week and people travelling worrying about whether the Olympics is on. Oh, yes. Now, I don't want to dwell on this because... You haven't booked going... tickets yet, have you? No, Good. no, Good. no. Uh, I don't want to dwell on this because this is going to be a running, you know, commentary sore, thing for some sore. time. Mm. Uh, the Olympics going ahead in Tokyo this year is highly unlikely, says the boss of Asian golf. Whoa. There's a golf's shot. in it. I know, isn't it? shot across your bowels. Yeah. Um, the boss of uh, Asian Golf says, and proceedings planned could cost players their chance to qualify. Dear. The International Olympic Committee said this week it was fully committed to the holding the Games in July 24th despite the pandemic, but Asian Tour CEO Cho Min Tant 
said uh, all tournaments across the continent had been suspended until the end of May, mm. with the prospect of little comp- competitive golf before the Olympic ranking before the Olympic rankings ah. qualifying cut off. Cho said it would be harsh on players and un- uh, from unheralded golf nations. Our plan initially was to have 16 or 17 tournaments before the Olympic cut off. Yeah. Today we'll probably have about four or five Asian tour players eligible for the Olympics. Oh. So you can see. Now that uh, writ large in all sports, I notice. I think the British uh, Olympic Federation, the athletics part of the British Federation, mm. thinks it should be now stopped, stopped, suspended, or postponed. Postponed, yes. Uh, of course, this represents enormous problems for lots of people. Now, you were in a hookup, I think, with Dick Pound. Yes. Uh, obviously, Lord Gosper and John yep. Coates. Yep. Yeah. Well, Coates and Gosper are right up for, for having it. Yeah. Let's have the games. Yeah, but there's a big. Yeah. Marking point between them two and Dickie Pound. Oh, Dick Pound doesn't want it. Yeah. Dick's saying, no, this is madness, absolute madness. He wants to throw it open to the athletes, let the athletes decide. Well, the athletes are sort of coming out, I mean. In dribs and drabs. Well, Andrew Bogart has said he's not going. Yeah. Well, if Bogart's not going, if that's Bogart's a, not going, a lot, of, a lot of people look to Bogart as a sort of role model, as a sort of leader. 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 Mm. Leader, leader Bogart. Uh, Gee, I never I thought. Know. I've never <laughs> seen him in that. No. Put those two words no, together no, no. and think it does not compute. I know, but every now and again, you know, the you know a broken watch is right, yeah. is right twice it's a, a day. day. <laughs> so Bogus right. hit the nail. No, Bogus hit the nail on the head though. Mm. He's he's not going. Well, he, and he it's, says it's too dangerous. Well, it's so movable. All of this stuff. Yes. I mean, they're all living in close proximity. Yep. What happens if they get there and they find one person tests? Yes. Then. I know, You've got to stop over. everything for a fortnight. Yeah. But I would say on the positive side, HG, that the that lighting of the flame in Athens, wasn't that beautiful? It was. It took me back. It took to, me back thousands I, of years. I know. The, the That's song, how it must have been. In, in, you know, across the heart, bra, look know, and the, all of that. Yeah. And can I say, yeah. where do they keep those frocks? Is there I a know. museum that they get them out every they four would. years? They'd be originals, actually. They, they would be, yeah. They, they'd be ancient. Right, that's, so that's how they that's that's how they dressed did it. in those days. Yeah, it is amazing to think the moths haven't got them. I know, but oh, I, I know. take your point entirely. Whenever I look at that ceremony, I yeah. think all I think of is Greece as a democracy. Greece as, as a democracy. That's yeah. right. That's right. How, With everybody how having a vote. Well, yeah, all those years ago, um, and I think the the flame has been lit in Japan. Hasn't yeah, it? but <clears throat> oh, and they. Shortened the relay. Oh, there was no relay, no. Yeah, and they no. raced it to Japan. They did. Thought that robbed a lot of kids of memories. Yeah, I suppose it did, yeah. But, know, the, fl- but the flame... Is ablaze. The flame, you'd be happy to know that flame has arrived in Japan safely. Yes. It didn't go out. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the flame, the official flame, I think, has been lit in Japan. So as far as Japan's concerned, it's going ahead. But as far as Bogut's concerned, it's not going to happen. According to Pound, it's not going to happen. The Dolphins aren't keen on going. Golf is in turmoil about it. And Adam Scott is calling for calm. Remember Dean Schiffer, 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 Litty, Jeremy Schloss, Charlie Saab, Matt Utai and Rod Slater. Rugby league heroes never forgotten on Bludging on the Blind Side. You know the Strike Force Mirabai, oh, uh, yes. which is investigating this uh, leak, mm-hmm. which seems to suggest Craig Bellamy. People knew about Craig Bellamy becoming coach, the of the M. Dally M. coach of the I- year. I'm just wondering if you've, you, I know you've been sniffing around a bit. Uh, have. Have, have you got any insight into where this is going? I mean, is this an active case, or will we get to have to listen to a podcast? Mm. Uh, cold case style, yes, to find out what's going on in say 50 years time. Yeah, well, I. What troubles me about uh, Task Force or Strike Force Mirabelle is uh, resources. No, I received a phone call, and the phone call said, uh, "Roy, is that you?" I said, "Yes." They said, uh, or he said, "Bellamy's won." Mm-hmm. Now this was roughly seven hours before the. Announcement was made, mm-hmm. and I said thank you for that, and put a lot of money on. I want a lot of money. Now, no one from the task force has come to speak to me mm-hmm. to look at my phone records mm-hmm. because the number would be registered. Mm-hmm. Who made that call? Yeah. 
unless it was made from a telephone box. Even so, the telephone box would be that would give you place. some insight. It you would. could then look at CCTV mm. at the period to see, you know, who was, was hanging around that, yeah. uh, you know. Yeah. It, it's something they, they could work on. Yeah. So I don't know how seriously they're taking it. And I know I'm not alone. Mm. I wasn't the only one to get a call. Mm. I know you told others. I did tell others. Yeah. I yeah. did. You know, once I'd got terrific odds and everything was right, yeah. you know, I phoned yeah. as many mates as I could and said, right. hey, gee, Bellamy's won the... The, the, um, the LAM coaching the yeah. They said, oh, no way, has he? Mm. Yeah. What about Stuart? Yeah, that's said, what I people know. said. You know, what about Sticky? He's Sticky. I put money on Sticky. I said, you're mad. I, I'm telling you, this bloke's won. It's happened. You know, one thing that worries me is, is I've been approached by Four Corners mm. to tell what I know. Oh, yes. I, I, so far, I've So resisted. why is it left to Four Corners to get to the bottom of it? I know. I know. Eh? You see, it's... They're not a paid police force, are they? No, that's true, but it requires people, public-spirited people to come forward yes. who want to see transparency. Yes. And Volandis says all the time that he's about transparency. Transparency, About, yes. you know, transparency is his byword. It's okay. Always got him, yeah, so... So did Four Corners come to you or did you... No, I did nothing, no. And, people, no did, you phone tra- did you phone Four Corners? Well, can I just say that in the scheme of things, I think Four Corners confused me with you. Ah, yeah. So what did you say? You know nothing. Well, in, in a more diplomatic manner. Okay. Yeah, I know nothing, and if I did, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell you. Tell you, yeah, good, because we don't like dobbers. Did you say that to them? <laughs> That's right. There's too many dobbers. There's too many dobbers. We don't need no dobbers here. You know. We're not a Dobbin culture. <laughs> not Understand? Yet. Yeah, that's right. Four bloody corners. Yeah. You know. I, but I. The only I, reason you've got a show is because there's Dobbers. Can I just say, however, I have found some Super 8 footage of the Mick Benson matter. Oh, now, now, were they following that up? Yeah, they were. So they, they were. were. They weren't on the uh, the Bellamy Mirabel no. case. They were, but until this was just by the by, oh. by the by. Yeah. Are you still interested in Mac- Mick Benson? Well, I am. No, no, oh, no, no, no. What happened to him? <laughs> yeah. Do they know? No, Are they it, saying they know? They're not interested. They're not interested. No, that's the problem. Is that it's. Yeah. The things they're interested in are very small yeah. group of things. Yeah. And the rest of it, they're just things that you and I are concerned, deeply concerned about. Yeah. Issues of probity and, yes. you know, responsibility and crime, mm. rugby league crime. They're not interested. No, when was the last time, when was the last time Four Corners did a story on rugby league? Long time ago. Oh, it would be something oh, to do. Oh, yeah, back in the 80s. Yeah. Would have yeah. been Chris Masters. Yeah, Chris Masters. Who always hated rugby league. And then there was things like uh, to do with Kevin Humphreys. Kevin Humphreys, yeah. And um, yeah, all of that. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Balmain League's club. Balmain League yeah. club, yeah. yeah. Backdoor Benny Elias. Backdoor Nothing ever came of that. No. <laughs> <laughs> now, just to finish up with, this is a shock to me that the NRL mm. uh, considers now taking Origin overseas as part of the next TV deal. Oh, really? Uh, has anyone told Qantas that they're going to hold a plane for them? <laughs> I mean, how realistic is this? I mean, I'm the world's sure. moved on, hasn't it? Well, <clears throat> well those days are gone. We've got to talk about it. Oh, I remember the days when people used to travel. Yeah, I, oh, I'll take your point. You see that yeah, people, you know, kids, kids in times to come, they won't believe you. Yeah. Look at these photographs. This, this is me in Athens. Yeah, but they're hoax. No, it's not. Yeah, hoax. Yeah, hoax. You caught that up from yeah. a couple of pictures you got downloaded off the internet. Got it. You coloured yourself in yeah. there. Yeah. No, no, I agree. It's 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 a baffling idea. Mm. Now, of course, the rugby league is continuously thinking about taking things overseas. Mm. Um, I mean, recently, I think the aforementioned Balmain Tigers. We're going to have. I might have mentioned this before. A lower Balmain Tigers yeah. and play a match in uh, Hawaii. You know, Hawaii. Yeah. Now, of course, they can't do that. That that's some time ago. And yeah. then. Uh, we go back to about 86, 87 when they did take a state of origin overseas. Yeah, Long Beach, uh, California. Yeah, lost money on it. They did. And then they're always trying to stage test matches overseas. Nobody mm, ever goes. No. So I don't know what possesses them to think that this time it will be different when no one can fly in a plane. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, of course, the promotion. But I suppose they've got to make plans for down the, you know, when the world comes back to normal. Oh, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, maybe it's not going to happen. I don't know. Well, well, remember, rugby league survived the Spanish flu. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and there was a lot of talk during the, you know, the Spanish flu. A lot the of worst people, of it. But yeah, a lot of people say, oh, well, rugby league, you know, kangaroo tours, tours finished, we'll never be able to travel anymore, we'll never be able to go over there and play, you know. But they did. Yeah, and they got it together. They got it together. Mm. You know, now, that's, that's one a- of the great success stories. I mean, 
I think people weren't going to travel after the uh, Spanish flu until the rugby league put their hand up and said, well, follow us. Follow us. Yeah, we can do it. You can do it. Yeah. I didn't realise that was the uh, the origin of the... Got the world economy moving again. Yeah, right, which rugby, rugby league. league and its tours. That's it. Yeah, wow. The, um, I think one of the first touring sides of that sort was a very early All Blacks tour mm-hmm. uh, where uh, they had to travel around by boat. Yes. So they'd keep fit. Yes. Obviously, first kangaroo tours would be similarly. They were, yeah. And then they had to travel between venues when mm-hmm. they were in England by train. Yes, that's right. And walk to the ground from the hotel. That's right. Often one of those tours, you know, your first kangaroo tour, it might have been five years. I mean, you're away a hell of a long time. Uh, but look at the uh, Warriors. <laughs> yes. They could be away forever. Yes. They, they may never see Auckland again. Wow. Oh. That's a commitment, isn't it? It is, isn't because it? Because you know how much, you know, they're attached to Auckland, New Zealand. Yeah. And things like to that. The, what is it? The City of Sales? City of Sales. <laughs> mm. That's incredible. Mm. Roy, we leave you the, the show with that tantalising prospect mm-hmm. dangling. Any more text line comments? Uh, no, that's it for that's now. That's it. Good. Yep, yep. Oh, uh, Al from Grafton's been in touch to say uh, welcome back. Oh, right. Yeah, that's thanks, Al. Kind. Obviously, we'll be back next week with more of the same. Same time, same place, uh, same topics probably, the way things are going. In the meantime, thanks very much for being part of the show. That's it for Bludgeon on the Blind Side this week. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.